Welcome to a very special episode of the How to Build a Sustainable Music Career and Collect All Revenue Streams podcast. So for those of you really paying attention to my social media, not even necessarily the show, we were going to have this guest on our season premiere um, of season three. So... Uh, Melly Sings, who I'm going to introduce in a second, um, had a, a family emergency, which you don't have to get into. Yes. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to bring you back because um, obviously you had had to reschedule, so all good. Um, so what we're going to do today, because we just finished season three. We've taken artists through the entire modern music industry from recording to release, from creation to execution, ensuring they're not missing any revenue streams along the way. Um, we are going to chat with Melly about the topic we, we were initially scheduled to chat about, which is getting your art together. But I'm also going to recap the season through the lens of your career. So I'm going to take you through step by step, nothing, you know, to be intimidated by or anything okay. like that. So I no. hope that makes sense for the audience. <laughs> be a good recap review of what we just did over the past 12 episodes okay. um, through the spotlight of Melly Sings. So without further ado, welcome Melly Sings. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I know you're Haitian American. Where are you based? Okay. So my name is Melly Sings, I'm also known as Melissa. Um, I am based in New York City. Uh, who's Melly Sings? I Melly Sings is a singer, of course. Um, she's a businesswoman. I have a bachelor's and master's degree in healthcare administration. I've been singing since I was three. Um, I decided to take this music um, career seriously about three years ago, and here we are. We're still fighting the fight, and yeah, it's pretty much it. Wow, <laughs> I love it. Three years is not very long, so that's impressive. Yeah. Amazing. So we always start at the beginning, and this was the episode you were going to be on. Okay. Um, chapter one, step one is called Get Your Art Together. Okay. So when do you know when you're ripe and ready to record without feeling like you're forcing it, if that makes sense? When do I know? Okay. So me personally, because I have such a passion for music, I'm always ready. Like I literally sleep in the studio. I was there last night. Like it's right. literally my second home. So it's not really like a, you know, when I'm ready, I'm always in that headspace. I'm always like creating. I'm always thinking. I'm always putting ideas together. So once I have that idea together, I have to be in that studio. I have to be in that space. So it's 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 my home. It's my comfort. So there's I'm always in the space. Just to answer your question. I love that. Great, great answer. Okay. Um, if you if you don't mind me asking, how did your session go last night? Oh, my session went really great. Um, we were there till about 2 a.m. in the morning because there's no time to leave. Um, I'm actually going there after this interview again. So um, it went really well. We have a lot of great material getting ready to come out. I'm working on an album, um, a couple of different collaborations with other artists. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Fabulous. This is a perfect um, point to speak with you, actually, since since you're working on new material. That's like the ideal place to be with, with everything I'm going to go through. Right. So, um, you know, the next step in the process that I take artists through is pre-recording marketing foundation. So 
you know, right now, you know, you're recording, the priority is the art, but are you still, you know, doing things to share yourself, share your music? Are you doing anything to tease, you know, that oh, something is coming? Of course. Out? That's what social media is for. To yeah. be very honest, um, social media has like literally become like the place for anyone to be discovered, to be very honest. Um, I showcase my talent through Instagram, through TikTok. TikTok is really, really important for, um, for like, it's a really big marketing tool right now. Like for you to get your music hot, TikTok is the way to go. Of course there's Facebook, there's Twitter. There's so many different avenues that you could, um, really, really work through, but social media is, is the place for you. Like, even if you don't have, if you're not part of some, you know, big label, like that is really the avenue to get people to know your music, tapping into, you know, different markets. You can do it through there. Like you meet different people on there. The more engaging you do, the more people you get to meet, the more you expose yourself. So for me, social media is very important. Constantly posting, um, constantly promoting your music. Going on live is also an important tool because the people that are watching you, your fans, they not only want to just hear your music, they also want to know who you are. I feel like when you're more personable, um, like when they kind of like tap into your like personal life, like what, what do you do? Like Melly, what do you do when on your downtime? Melly, what do you do when you just, you know, want to hang out? They want to tap into that because they want to see that, you know, oh, she's, she's really just like us. Yeah. She's like, she's a celebrity. She sings, but she's really just like us. So that's very important. Very important. I just learned that actually. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm tapping into it. It's working. It's yeah. It's growing my, 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 my exposure. I'm loving it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. And I also want to remind the audience, you know, Um, That is amazing what you just said, Um, but we also want to be collecting as much fan contact info as possible. Of course. Um, So I love um, community.com to build up your text list, um, MailChimp to help build up your email list. And Mm -hmm. it's great to post those links on social media as well, because you are very much the product on social media. I mean, Melly, how you're using it is perfect, you know? you're empathetic, you're relatable, right? Like you're showing the real side of yourself, like you said. Um, But yeah, you want to be mining as much fan contact info as possible so you can communicate directly um, to your audience when when the time comes for your release. Right. Um, Speaking of your release, no pressure, but do you have a clear vision for it? Like, do you know this is going to be an album or a single or an EP or an opera or... (laughs) So, okay. So at first when we started, we said that we were going to come up with a single. Yeah. But then we were like, you know what? We want the single to be like a hit. We don't want it to just be like, you know, a regular song. So it went from, okay, this song is cool, but let's see if we could tap in more and see if we can get like better material. So then another song came along. Oh, we like this too, but I think we can push ourselves more. To the point where now we have enough songs for an album. So it, it literally went from single to EP because we're saying EP. Then I was like, you know what? Let's just do the whole body of work because, I mean, wow. we got it. You know what I mean? A lot of times, a lot of the artists right now that I'm noticing with music, they're dropping singles. Like, they're like one-hit wonders. 
a lot of times they don't believe in a big body of work anymore. And I think that's very important to show, like, emphasize on different parts of yourself within the album, not just like, oh, I'm just going to drop this song just to make it a hit. And then now we got to go and fish for more instead of like just dropping a big body of work that, you know, exposes everything. So that's where we're at right now. That's where we're at. Brilliant. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Um, Well, I would recommend to you and to the audience as well, like, when you feel like, okay, and it sounds like, you know, like, okay, this is going to be an album launch, launch a pre-order. Um, because that way you can start monetizing your music before it's even out. Mm -hmm. And you can also be collecting dollars, hopefully tens of dollars, hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars, instead Mm -hmm. of doing what the majority of artists do, which is waiting till it's out on Spotify and being like, okay, it's on Spotify. Give me fractions of a penny. Right. And I was just talking to an artist about this today and he beat me to it. He's like, I, you know, I'm on Taylor Swift's email list. I just got the, you have 72 hours to pre-order the vinyl. And it's like the biggest artists in the world are doing that for a reason. I mean, I've probably told this story on this podcast, but I was recording an episode in January and I got an email list. I was talking about this stuff and I got an email list email from my favorite artist um, who was announcing their album for June. And so the, and like you could pre-order it in January, anywhere from $10 to $150 with everything in between. Right. So the amount of money that they made between January and June before the album was even out um, is really something that all artists should be doing. So launch a pre-order. If you have a clear vision um, mm-hmm. for your album, you can do that through your Bandzoogle website or um, also do it on Bandcamp as well. That's where you're going to um, have the second highest profit margins and collect the most fan data in addition to your website. And then if you don't have a clear vision for your release, which is totally cool, right? Like you're hitting the studio, the home studio, launch a Patreon so you can start to tease this stuff out and start monetizing your music before it's out and bring your fans along for the journey. But I can't wait to hear your album. That's super exciting. <laughs> it's very versatile. It. Like it, it, we got French music on there. We got world music, wow. Afro beats, some R&B in there. Like I want to show different sides of myself because I feel like I I can do pretty much anything. So yeah. what better way to expose that than like, you know, just having different genres on there. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and do you write your own music? I'm sorry if I missed that in the beginning. Um, I do. I write it collectively. I have other, cause it's always good to get ideas from other artists as well. Right. right. Because sometimes I notice that I'm comfortable doing it in this sort of lane, but then yeah. you work collectively with other artists and they have other ways of seeing it. Like they have yeah. their own creative ways. And when you mesh those two things together, it really creates magic. So I don't, I'm, I don't only write my music. I have, you know, I have other people that help me write, help me piece the words together in a better way. Cause sometimes I may have an idea, but like, I'm not wording it correctly where it flows. So then yeah. that's, that's where my fellow artists would come in and help. Sure. Me with that. So working together, you come up with a better project than just doing it all on your own, basically. Very cool. And, you know, you don't need to tell me like what the percentages are, but how do you approach, you know, co-writing situations? So you're communicating like what the splits are. So everybody's on the same page. So it doesn't get like weird and resentful later. Well, how, I mean, we, first of all, a lot of the artists, a lot of them are my friends. They are already well-established in the industry. 
Um, so it's almost as though like they're pushing me to get to where I need to go. So thank nice. God for them. So a lot of the times what we do is we come up, you know, with the project, like we don't focus on the numbers in the beginning. Okay. We have that trust with each other. We don't focus on the numbers in the beginning. Once the product is done, then we'll go in, you know, I'm pretty fair with my numbers. I'm pretty fair with my splits. Um, I actually use um, DistroKid as a distributor where um, I could actually, they get their percentage just sent right right to them mm-hmm. with whatever we have. So we're pretty fair. I wouldn't necessarily, the number depends, the percentage depends. So I can't really say what it is because each project right. is different, yeah, but I just right. know that that's not the main focus in the beginning. Yeah. But when we do get there, the splits are done very fairly. Like we're not, you know, we don't want any problems in the long run. I've seen that happen in the past with other artists. So I try my best to be very, um, very prompt with that. Like very like disciplined when it comes to that area. So yeah, For I, sure. haven't, I haven't ran into any issues. Thank God. But yeah. That's but, well, let, let's clarify something though. Um, there's two main rights in music. Mm-hmm. There's the recording side and yep. there's the songwriting side. Right. So I was talking about the songwriting side. Right. You mentioned distro kid. That's the recording side. That's the recording. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I would recommend to, when you agree to those splits, um, let folks know like, Hey, I'm just going to throw this in. Cause I know how organized you are. Um, Hey, I'm going to throw this in an email just so we have it in writing oh, because yeah, otherwise contracts are always involved. That that's one thing I was just, cool. I was just answering, answering it on a global like scale. That's why mm-hmm. I mentioned the distro kid with the splits because yeah. you can on the writing side, give, give the percentage within distro kid, but yeah, of course contracts are involved. Like we do things pretty clean, Got pretty it. steady. Like we don't want any issues. This is why I can continuously work with that same artist again on future projects because we don't have that confusion. Perfect. That's what I love to hear because we're on step three, get your business affairs together. So it sounds like it's clear who owns the recording, Mm -hmm. who's getting a producer credit, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yep, of course. Love it. Because communication is queen. And nobody likes talking about anything and then it can cause problems uh, oh, later no. on. I am very transparent. I'm I'm what? very big on communication. I don't like surprises. I don't like, you know, something happening out of nowhere. So I prefer to just talk about it and get it out in the open so that everyone's right. on the same page. It's better for everyone to be on the same page than anything. Be like be like Melly. <laughs> be like Melissa. Talk about things. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I talk too much, but <laughs> good. Yeah, that's what we need. Better than not talking at all. So that's exactly right. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Um. So moving on to step four, which is recording. Okay. Um. Tell us a little bit about your recording process. My recording process. Okay. So I go into the studio. So first of all, my producer that I work with, um, I've been working with him for some time. I don't like going to a whole bunch of recording studios. I like my home studio where I'm comfortable. My producer's comfortable. He knows what to have ready for me. You know, I gotta, before I record, I don't eat too much. That's one thing. I don't eat too much. Like there's different steps to it. Um, what else? Let's see. I warm up. 
if we don't have an established idea for a beat yet, we will probably sit, we'll talk about it. You know, we'll talk about the ideas. We'll talk about, you know, our last session. We'll revisit some of the music that we've done already. It's literally a home to me, honestly. And then I have this thing where I like to take my shoes off. I can't record with shoes on. (laughs) I got to be very comfortable and I am very comfortable at my recording studio. So that's why I said like my engineer slash producer, he knows what I like, how I like it, how I like to be recorded, how I like to sound. So it's pretty easy peasy where I go, to be honest. Yeah. Love it. That's great. Mm -hmm. Um, And I like like, the no shoes and getting in the headspace. Yeah, that's, sometimes that's some really candles. Cool. Like I'm real. Like I got to be in tune. I don't like too much light. It's got to be a little. Like the the lights got to be a little dim. Yeah, I'm I'm weird. I probably could start dancing in the studio if the, in in the booth. Like if I'm trying to get a certain emotion out, I can some I've sometimes cried. Like it's mm-hmm. it's different things that you got to do to tap into it, depending on what you're singing about. So yeah, beautiful, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so moving on to step five, mm-hmm. uh, music publishing isn't scary or confusing, plus how to land a sync placement. Um, are you registered with a performing rights organization like ASCAP or BMI in the United States? ASCAP, I am. BMI also. Yeah, I am registered for both of them. <laughs> well, technically, you can only be registered for one. I'm on both of them. Like... Their system should bounce you out of it for doing that. So I would double check that. Okay. Because here it is. Um, When I first started singing, I was part of a group. So we were signed to one. And then Mm -hmm. when I went on my own, I I signed up to another. So I guess that's probably how it might have worked. But yeah. That's why I sound okay. Okay. That helps to clarify. So were you with BMI before? I was with BMI and then now I'm on ASCAP with ASCAP. Okay. So it sounds like your songs with the group were registered under BMI Mm -hmm. and you're collecting through that. Mm -hmm. And then your new songs are through ASCAP. Correct. Okay. You might want to just triple check that because you are still one human. And I just want to make sure all of the songwriting you did on the group is definitely getting to you. Being done correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe just check in with ASCAP about that. Explain the situation because like, frankly, like your one social security number. That's you know? very true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just a reminder for our audience, there's nothing to overthink on that. These performing rights organizations are regulated by the government. Mm-hmm. And if you do not register your songs within two and a half years, you do not get that money. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing to be scared of. Go get it. Um, we want to see you get paid. Yes. Yes. And it doesn't matter really which one you go with. Like if it, you know, if ASCAP was better or BMI is better, everyone would go with one or the other. So, right. you know, they both I guess do the if same you thing, had, pretty much. Sorry, go ahead. No, I said they both do the same thing pretty much. So exactly. it's not really one's better than the other. Yeah, that's right. Um, and do you know how you are collecting on your music publishing um, beyond ASCAP, which is um, not meant to be a trick question? It's kind of a trick question. <laughs> so, as we're getting into that, my management team, honestly, because I do have a team that I work with. So mm-hmm. I do have different people that are in, pl- in place that are responsible for that. I am now trying to dive in with like, not so much of micromanaging, but seeing like what the numbers are. Because before when I started, I literally like laid on that responsibility. Honestly, as a musician, I, I am going to admit this, that um, a lot of the times we really focus more on the artistic side. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like that's, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only artist that's going through that. Um, we focus more on the artistic side and don't really see the business, but need to understand that. Yes, there's a whole business behind it. This is how wow. you eat. This is how, you know, this is how you, this is your life. So now I'm now teaching myself that side of things. I'm going to definitely admit that, you know, I'm honest about it. Um, so yes, I do have a team in place. I have a specific person in place that handles those things. And I'm now getting to know how to deal with that, how we're collecting. Cause honestly, it's just, my money's forwarded to me and that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it. But I am now schooling myself. I'm now trying to educate myself on that. Um, so I'll send you a copy of my Amazon number one best-selling book that this podcast is named for. And it covers the entire, it covers what we're covering today in like 150 pages from recording to release and ensures that you're not missing any revenue streams along the way. Right. Um, so just to remind the audience, the number one missing revenue stream I see when meeting with artists is music publishing. Okay. And that's because if you are just signed up for your performing rights organization, um, so ASCAP in this case, and you are not collecting on your music publishing in any other way, mm-hmm. you are missing money. Um, and you know, the reason that's understandably confusing to artists is, Melly, you probably remembered when you registered for ASCAP, um, it, it's going to take a song that you wrote 100% and divide it into a writer's share and publisher's share. Okay. And it's also going to nudge you to be like, hey, like start a, pu- a publishing entity. How about Melly Sings? Right. So when I ask artists and songwriters, how are you collecting on your music publishing? I often hear, oh, I'm with ASCAP. Oh, I'm with BMI. And again, and I'm sure the listeners are sick of hearing me saying this, if you are just registered for your performing rights organization and not collecting on your music publishing in any other way, you are missing money. Hmm. So how to get that? You can, well, you can sign a publishing deal, um, which is not necessarily available to everyone and isn't always the right step. And we did a big deep dive on different types of publishing deals Mm -hmm. um, in episode five of this season. Um, but you can also go to Song Trust, and anyone can sign up for Song Trust. I'm um, taking notes right now. <laughs> <laughs> and Song Trust was the found, uh, founded by the principals at Downtown Music Publishing, so they handle John Lennon's catalog, J. Cole. You know, so it's like you have the same publishing mechanisms of, um, that those do. folks have access to. You own your rights with Song Trust. It's 85% um, in your favor, 15% to you. You can get out of it after a reasonable amount of time. And similar to your performing rights organization, if you are if you don't register your songs with a music publisher within a few years, you never get that money. Mm. So I'm book. sure your management team has has like an admin publishing deal in yeah. place, but yeah. Um, now you'll double check that. And then for the listeners, um, you know, they can go sign up for Song Trust. And like I said, I, I talk to artists and songwriters of all ages, all stages of their career. And that's always the number one missing one for the reasons that I explained. It's understandably confusing. Okay. Uh, okay. On to a slightly more fun topic. Um, have you had any experience with sync placements? Any songs in, you know, television, web shows, film, TV, stuff like that? Um. Web placement, definitely. As I said, I do world music. So um, my song has appeared on like some movies. Um, Yeah, some movies, um, web placement, 
but they're more overseas. They're not like, it's not on the American side. They're more overseas, like Paris, things like that. So yeah, I've had that opportunity to have that. Great. I'm going to give you a loving virtual hug and say, if you are, all the stuff I just lectured on is even more important because you're landing those international placements. That's definitely what ASCAP does not collect on. Mm -hmm. You need to go grab those international royalties. So I'm sure we're working that that's been worked on, on the other side. Yeah. That's one thing I did want to mention to you. I just don't remember the name. Because ASCAP does not collect on those. There is another um, another company, however, on that side. Someone has to be over there, register for it, things like that. So, yeah, we are yeah. we got that side covered. Because I feel like my okay. team, they're more so on the other side of things. We're, we're like tapping into this side now. Totally. Oh, yeah. I love it. And again, for the listeners, please register your songs with a PRO and then go sign up. Uh, for song trust if you do not have music publishing in place um, like Melly does. Um, cool. So the, the sync placements that you've landed overseas and, and things like that, like how, how did those come about? How did those get placed? Um, people that I've met in passing, uh, yeah. I like to go to a lot of networking events. Um, not necessarily. I know I've, I've heard the, the whole like, oh, as an artist, you don't want to be seen too much. Because, you know, that might, you know, decrease the respect that they have for you. I've heard things like that from my management team. For me, I like to go to places where I will meet different people. I like to go to seminars. I like to keep educating myself on certain things because like music and like anything that you do, there's always a different way to do it. They're always creating different ways to do things. So how else are you going to know until you go out and go and like search and research those things? So I do like to network. And that's how I've met a couple of different artists in my path. Um, Just simply going to a show, simply going to like something random that people wouldn't go to. You'd be surprised in A&R that you meet in there. You'd be surprised mm-hmm. of a producer that you meet in there because uh, to be very honest, that's where they go and find their talent. Like they don't necessarily go to places where everyone's there. They, they like to go to a hole in the wall, like bars or something and probably run into someone. Like I do things like that. And I feel like that has been a positive thing for me to do. I feel like it's, um, it's helped a lot with my career. It's helped a lot with the connections that I've made because this business honestly is also about connections as well. Like someone who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who can bring you somewhere that you didn't even imagine you could be brought to. So yeah, that's honestly, that's how I've made my connections. Someone who knew somebody that just was like, Oh, let me introduce you to said person. Or again, networking, networking is very important. Very, very important. And don't be afraid to talk about your story. Don't be afraid to like talk about what you want to do. Like, you know, don't close yourself off. Like when I first moved back to New York, I was still working in my career. Like I was working, uh, managing dental offices, about five of them for like about, I think four years or so. And, but in my mind, I was like, you know, I just want to sing. And I had a client come in that we were just talking numbers in regards to his healthcare. And he was like, we just sparked up a conversation. And guess what? That conversation led me to what I'm doing right now. So you just Mm -hmm. never know who you're going to run into. You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to meet. Just don't be afraid to talk about what you want to do 
all you can get is a no, to be very honest. All you can get is like the worst thing, the worst possible answer you can get is a no. But yeah, yeah that's how you open your doors. That's that's what I can really say about that. I'm very passionate. Totally about that. agree. Yeah. yeah, you have to put yourself out there. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Great. Um, so moving on to distribution, um, mm-hmm. you used uh, DistroKid for dis- for distribution. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, are you on Bandcamp? No, I don't think I'm on Bandcamp, to be honest. Um, do, you, do you have a website? Do I have a website? Yes, I do. We're updating it right now. It's mellysingsmusic.com. But yeah, we're, we're in the process of updating it, you know, new photos, things like that. But yeah, I do have a website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So reminder for our audience, um, website is where you're going to have the highest profit margins when you're selling, you know, pre-orders, merch bundles, stuff like that, and collect the most fan data. And then I would highly recommend getting on Bandcamp as well. Okay. Um, because that's where you're going to collect the second, um, highest profit margins and more often than not get that fan contact info. Okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, reminder, you know, on that, and, and for the rest of the audience. Um, okay. So moving on to a slightly more fun topic, mm-hmm. um, uh, setting or excuse me, ha- uh, marketing basically, maybe it's not the sexiest word, but <laughs> what do you, what do you do when, um, a release is out to help spread the word? Okay. So we have a promotional team in place, right? right. Um, my manager that I work with, he has a lot of contacts when it comes to that, because he's been doing this for quite some time. And remember I said from the beginning, it's, it is what you know, but it's also who you know. So he has a lot of contacts to like radios, um, um, DJs. The DJs are so important. If they are not pay- playing your music, I know you might see them as like, you know, they they don't really have like the power for that or this little DJ. As long as that DJ is playing your music constantly and someone is there listening to your material, it's going to get far. DJs yeah. are very important. The radios, um, we do a media tour. Media tours are important too. Um, going in, talking about the song. Um, and of course, media tour, don't limit yourself to like, you know, oh, this this media group, they're not that big, they're not that exposed. Listen, one more person is another person that's listening to your material. So do not downsize anyone. If someone is willing to give you an interview, if someone is willing to promote your music, you go for it. So we have those things in place. Um, what else? I perform a lot too. We I get booked for you know gigs in different towns. Performing as well. That's that's also very important. That helps with, with promotion. And of course, you know, inside the family, your family, like everyone has their own fan base. Everyone has people that follow them. So if one person is putting it out there, it, it just spreads like wildfire. Like yeah. I, I can't begin to tell you it's so, it's so important to have that promotional, like promotional strategy in place, like to have really having it, it really helps a lot, a lot talking to people, the media tour, the performing, the radio, the DJs, the DJs, the DJs, the DJs. I I can't keep stressing this out. The DJs. I had my friend who she's a flight attendant. This is just a little story I want to give for that. Um, She was in Paris. My song is in French. She actually was in Paris on a trip and she was in a restaurant and my song randomly came on. Like 
And she was like, I don't understand what the words are, but I know that's you. Like your music is being played all the way out here. And I'm like, yeah, you got to distribute it the right way. You got to promote it the right way. So yeah, don't limit yourself to someone's following. Oh, I mean, of course, someone who has a bigger platform, it's great, but give it to everyone. Whoever wants to promote you, it's one more person that's listening to you. It's one more person that that follows them that will now follow you. So don't limit yourself with that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Totally agree. And, and just a reminder for anyone that does have songs in French, um, the, you know, French law requires that, I don't know the percentage, but X amount of songs played on the radio in France mm-hmm. um, have to be in French. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have songs in French, um, that's going to increase the likelihood. And, you know, just a reminder for everyone, like, you know, whether it's DJs, press, um, grab as many of those email addresses as you can as well. Um, so you, you're building up your own, you know, PR promo radio yeah. database. I have no Cause it sounds like you have an amazing manager that's setting up these media tours, mm-hmm. but God forbid, if anything changes, then you have those contacts. And oh yeah. I out. have, I actually have, um, in my email, I have like a whole, like all the DJs in like in Great. my industry, all the DJs, all the DJs, once I drop my song or my song's getting ready to come out, they all get the MP3 literally all at the same time. And then I also post on my social media, any DJs that have not, you know, received that I don't have your email. So I work on my end too, when it comes to that, I don't just depend on, you know, my manager's marketing team to handle it. But I also like, I, I, I'm in contact with a lot of DJs, a lot, a lot of them are my friends. So yeah, I have that whole contact list. One, one button with MP3, they all get it. (laughs) So yeah. Very cool. Um, and so you talked about playing live too. That's certainly, you know, the next key step. Tell us about your process, you know, when you're putting together a show and some of your experiences playing live. Um, okay. So perfect. I have a festival that I'm performing at in Miami, um, October 22nd. It's the Caribbean culture fest. Um, right now I get every, I have everything in place. I literally like write everything out. Um, it's important to have everything covered because a festival is not like performing in a club, right? You want to make sure you have the right visuals. I like to have dancers on my stage. I like to perform with a live band. I need an intro. Like that's how I prepare, even, even to the theme of what I'm performing. So for the Caribbean Culture Fest, I decided to do Barbie and Barbie Pink because it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So and it's, it's happening October 22nd. So everything pink. That's, that's my whole theme. Everything pink. 
Um, the intro, it has the little, I'm a Barbie girl. Like it, like everything has to coincide because you are putting on a show. So that, I mean, I'm a little nervous about it because I mean, we, we all go through it as artists. I'm not worried about my performance. I'm more so like making sure like everything's in place. Like I want to make sure everything's organized. So yeah, like that's, that's the process for that. So you guys, if you guys are in the Miami area, Okay, October 22nd, Caribbean Culture Fest. Melly's Things will be performing live. <laughs> Love it. I want to see that show. That sounds incredible. Definitely. We're going to have footage too. We're going to have, I have my own camera guy that's going to be following me around. Yeah, and that's, that's another important thing with performing, right? Um, everyone may not be at that performance, but you need to have footage. That way you can promote that footage. That way someone sees, oh, wow, I like the way she performs. Let me book her. You know, that is so important because if it's not, if it's not recorded, it never happened. It, it happened yeah. for you, but it never happened. It didn't happen for someone who wasn't there. So it's very important to get that footage. Yes. And just a reminder for folks, you know, if you have access to a smartphone, that's a nicer camera oh, yeah. than what people have that in pre-digital too. era. Mm-hmm. That too. That too. Yeah. There's not anything to overthink. Mm-hmm. You're exactly right. Um, okay, so moving on to um, step nine, uh, merch reconnaissance. Um, what's your merch game like? Merch game. We're still working on that. Um, so right now, I actually was just talking to a, a fellow artist friend of mine where I was talking about um, residual income, right? Uh, and I was telling him that I my brand my part of my brand is wearing blonde hair, right? Nice. So we're starting a blonde hairline. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, cause a lot of my, um, a lot of my followers, a lot of my fans are like, Oh my God, we love Melly and blonde. We love her in blonde. And a lot of them will like get the blonde, but they're like, we want your type of hair. We want the type of hair that you're wearing. So that's a line that we're starting. Um, Melly sings merch shirts. We're making shirts for the um, festival that we're passing out. Uh, what Great. else do we have? We're looking into lingerie too. Cool. <laughs> We're still working on that. We're looking into lingerie and I have a certain style. Like I have, um, a lot of my fans that'll say, Oh, where did you get that from? Or where did you get that from? Like, Oh, how did you put this together? So it's things like that, that I'm working on putting together, but we are starting with the blonde hairline. We are. That is so freaking cool. And I'm going to like cite that and credit you and mm-hmm. quote, you know, on <laughs> hairline, the lingerie. I think that's freaking brilliant. Thank I love you. it. Thank you. Yeah. Very cool. Um, okay. So back to some boring stuff and we're, we're getting towards the end. Okay. Um, so we covered, we covered most of this already. Um, you distribute with DistroKid and you know, to the audience reminder, you know, distribute through your website mm-hmm. as well and, and Bandcamp. Um, you're signed up with ASCAP. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a publishing deal, it sounds like, um, that I'd recommend getting the name of um, from, from your management just so, you know. Just so I know, you know. right? <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, do you know if you're signed up for Sound Exchange? Sound Exchange? No, I'm not sure. I, you probably are because your managers are very on it, but just double check. And so Sound Exchange is going to be your royalties for when your music is played on what's called 
non-interactive internet radio, um, which is going to be like Pandora and and Sirius. And similar to ASCAP, if you don't sign up um, within a few years of release, yeah. And you really should only have to sign up for that once. It's not like where you have to go register every song, but it's good to check in there once a year. Just make sure all your songs are in there and that um, you're getting that money. Um, Yeah. And then I think Patreon is really great too, as far as, you know, fan club goes and especially for pre-orders, if you don't have that clear vision for release. Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, have you heard of it before? I've heard the name Patreon, but I I really didn't know what it stood for, like what it did, like what sure. you know. So that's that's really good to know. And this is all in your book. It is, yeah. I'm literally reading from the revenue stream. I checklist. will be ordering your book. <laughs> I'll send it to you. Yeah, don't okay, even worry okay. about that. Awesome. Um, and you're working on merch, which yes. is exciting. Yes, yes. Um, and so reminder to the audience, again, I love what you're doing so much. Um, if you. you're not sure what you want to do, if you're not like, okay, I'm not ready for lingerie yet. Um, although maybe this company could help. Um, I really like fourth wall on demand merch, okay. um, to get rolling. And we interviewed their COO in episode nine, okay. um, Eli J, J. Valentine. So if, if folks want to call back to that and check that out, okay. um, yeah, we talked about, oh, also I wanted to say, um, both for you, Melly, and for the audience, when you have your online web store, one, make sure you're pushing it, but two, run sales and specials. So, sales and hey, specials. it's your birthday, everybody buy blonde hair, you know, yeah. um, remind folks it's there. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, we talked about live performances. We talked about going live online too. Um, I love the strategy that you're doing. Um, folks can also expand that. I think it's great to like surprise people and go live or, yeah, or I'm very good at doing that. <laughs> yeah. But then also you could build into a donation webcast at some point, a ticketed webcast. Cause like you said, you have fans all over the world. Right. I want to see the Barbie performance. I don't live in Miami, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's all stuff to keep in mind for the future. And then, of course, having merchandise um, at the live show right. as well when, when you get there. Right, right. Um, I'll just riff through. That's That's everything that's pretty much owed to a musician. Like I said, that's writing, recording, playing live. I'll just riff through really quick um, what I consider bonus revenue streams. Um, so that could be like VIP live show offerings, mm-hmm. you know, maybe getting coffee before a show right. or checking out, right. uh, checking out sound check, um, recording your shows, um, maybe making them available, you know, some of that content too, like exclusively YouTube. on Patreon. There's, there's YouTube too. We're forgetting YouTube. YouTube is really important. <laughs> the subscribers, that's, that's a definite way for you to be seen. YouTube. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Numbers and that you pay too. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so you want to also uh, sign up with AdRev to make sure that you're getting paid for your YouTube royalties on the recording side. Mm-hmm. You'll be all set through um, your publishing administrator, administrator or song trust um, on the publishing side. Um, Melly, uh, how many releases do you have? previously roughly as of right now i want to say about six 
songs. Okay. Have you ever released anything on vinyl? Vinyl? No. Yeah. I want to work on that though. I really yeah. want to work on that. Yeah. I really want to work exactly. on that. So that's that's a revenue stream you can think about. You could launch a pre-order for your past releases and release those on vinyl. Yeah. And do that, you know, once a year, once every six months right. and start right. getting right. caught up right. and grab some cash. Uh, that sounds terrible. Grab some cash, but grab some revenue uh, there as well. Yeah. Um, I've also had artists release, um, you know, sheet music books, um, that also like have photos and content. So like fans are into it that, um, can't even read sheet music, um, music lessons, you know, podcast revenue, um, branding sponsorships and endorsements. Have you worked in any partners in that type of space? Yes, we are actually working on that again. It's like overseas. We have, um, an alcoholic beverage company that we're working with right now. Um, who else? A hair company that sponsors me as well. Um, oh my God. I feel like there's two more, a restaurant, well, even a restaurant business. Um, cool. I have a couple of different sponsorships. Some of them are from small businesses. Definitely. And again, every cent counts. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you every cent counts. Um, if someone is willing to invest in your dream, you better hop right on that. Okay. Cause it's not a lot of times you'll see someone say, Hey, I'm going to put money out for this person. Of course they're, they, they have like a, a, an amount of time to make return on their investment. But if they're willing to put their money out in the first place, that's, that's a definite blessing. So yeah, we do have those in place right now. Yeah. Amazing. And, you know, I'm sure each one is different, but did they contact you? Did, did you or your team contact them? Um, one of them contacted me. Um, the other three, my manager and some from the team, my manager and some from the team had contacted them. They went in, had a meeting with them, um, brought a portfolio of what I've done, what the mission statement is, what we're trying to do, where we're going, what the numbers are looking like. And then, you know, they either agreed on it or they didn't. Again, the worst answer you could get is a no, but I feel like we've been pretty successful for, you know, a lot of the ones that we've already like sat down with that are very, you know, have invested in other um, artists before that have, you know, knowledge of the business that, you know, believe in you. So, yeah. hundred percent. I love it. Um, of course, there's also speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. We talked about sync license mm-hmm. licenses. We covered YouTube royalties. And um, do you ever play on other artists' recordings, do session work, play on other artists' shows? Of course. I have other artists that I've collaborated with. Um, I also have a few projects that are coming out right now. I don't want to like say names. <laughs> I believe in jinxing myself. I believe in that too. Um, but I have like a couple of co- collabs coming out with a couple of big artists. Uh, but yeah, I have artists from the past that I've worked with that I'm on their projects. I'm always good to collab with anyone. If you have the talent, I have the talent. Let's make magic. I'm always, I'm always on that. Again, it's about networking. It's about getting yourself out there. So if a project is good for you, it's going to help you go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And I would say like, you know, genuine networking, right? Mm -hmm. Like from the heart. Yeah. Building relationships 
with these artists? How do you think I'm able to like, you know, let me call on this person. I don't know how to put this lyric together. Let me call on this person and see what this person says. Like my, my phone contacts, it's literally other artists that have gone through the road that I'm going through right now that I can call on for advice that I can call on to, Hey, what do you think if I'm going to do this? How should I do that? So it's, you know, it's very important again, to put yourself out there and collab with other people that are doing it just like you, if not have reached to a certain point that you would want to reach to that way you can learn from them and see, you know, okay, so how did you do it like this? How did, how, you know, school me on that, you know, show me, did this work for you? It's, it's very good to, to collab on that. Cause I notice in this industry, sometimes the, I don't like to say it, but the word competition comes out a lot where it's like, okay, my song is better than yours. Yeah, like things of that nature. I feel like if we all work together, we all have something to bring to the table. Right. So, yeah. That's how I do. totally agree. I love my And trust friends. me, there's <laughs> plenty of fans, plenty of ticket sales. Yes, it plenty of dollars. If you make it, I make it and we can make it together. So that's right. Great. <laughs> yeah. Not a competition. Yeah. And of course, folks can produce, mix, master, remix um, other artists' recordings or arrange songs for other artists. So mm-hmm. I just have two more questions and then I'll let you get to tonight's session. Yes. <laughs> um, so step 11 is repeat and grow. So how do you know, you know when it's time to start the whole process all over again? I know you're kind of at the beginning of the process right now, but when you're out there, you're promoting, how do you know when things are kind of winding down and Actually, you're ready to I go? I saying that I just started I, I keep saying I just started because I did that repeat thing. I yeah. did that rebranding thing. Because when right. I first came out, I came out probably like about, taking it seriously, 2019. When I came out, I came out on my own. I didn't have any knowledge of anything. I just wanted to sing. I wasn't working yeah. with the team that I was working with right now. So it kind of looked like I was a chicken with my running around with my head cut off, right? Like I just wanted to make sure I was here. I was there. I was just talking to whoever like that. I would be able to get myself out there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, then it got to a point where certain things started to happen to me. Um, I would do a song and the person would use my vocals and I wouldn't get paid for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I would um, have a track stolen from me. Right. Like where I'm hearing my music, like out there that I did and it's being played out there and I can't do nothing about it. Or I would perform at a show that I didn't collect a deposit for. And after I perform, they don't want to pay me. So it's little things like that, that I would, I've dealt with in the past. So I literally had to like, you know what, sit myself down and tell myself, Hey, like, how can I discontinue these things from happening to me? Because at the end of the day, I'm also a woman in this industry. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't want to put it this way, but you know, women have it harder than men do in yep. this industry. I'm just going to be very honest. These guys feel like sometimes they can, and it's not all of them. Okay. But there are a few bunch that feel like, because you're so hungry for it, they'll try to take advantage of that. So I knew at that point I needed to find a team, like yeah. a group of people that have the same vision as me that really actually see my talent and not other things or how they can benefit from it. Like they really actually believe in your talent and believe in what you want to do. So, you know, once I put that team together of people that I truly trust, then they were like, you know what? We got to rebrand you. 
from your social yeah. networks, the pictures that you're posting? What do you want people to see you as? Like when someone goes on your page, your Instagram page, what do you want to scream at you? Like, what do you want them to be like, okay, oh, she's an artist or is she like a model or she, like, what are you selling? So that's why I keep saying that, you know, I'm at the beginning because we did press the restart button. Yeah. We did press and it's going very well. I mean, it's, 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 it's a slow process because, you know, slow and steady wins the race and I'm all about quality, not quantity. So if yep. it doesn't work, if it's not looking good, if it's not looking up to par with what, you know, what I want to sell, I'm not putting it out there because it's Brilliant. my brand. So oh. yeah, we're, we're, we're at the beginning and it's going well. It's going well. I, I can't begin to say it's going really well. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, that's a great segue into my final question. <laughs> when do I need an attorney, business manager, or manager defining an artist's traditional team? So tell us a little bit about your team. Okay. So what team members do you have in place? What team members? So I have someone who deals with the finances. I have mm-hmm. someone who travels with me when I have to go to shows. Um, I have someone who deals with the negotiating aspect of things. Um, I have someone responsible for promotion. I have someone responsible collectively for my music. I have someone responsible to make sure that we're dealing with, you know, we're getting to our deadlines. So there's someone, I have someone for social media that that's important too. Um, so we're, we, we try to get all bases covered in a sense. So again, it's not one manager that's like dealing with absolutely everything. It's a collective team like, all right, this person is responsible for this. This person has to answer to to this. That person is responsible for that. Therefore, they have to answer to that. Of course, you have one, you know, big person that, you know, it's an umbrella, right? Person's at the top. You answer to him. Therefore, he answers to me. So that's right. You're at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's my, we're selling me. Right. So it's, it's me, then him, and then everybody under us pretty much. Brilliant. And, um, do you have an attorney? Um, we are shopping right now for an attorney. I think we found one because the artist actually that, um, I'm working with that we have, we have a song coming out. He's signed to a label. So he's, mm-hmm. he's set. So we yeah. need to have that in place for the contract that we're actually yep. going over right now. So we we had to shop for an attorney very quickly. And I think we found her. So yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. <laughs> Good. And just a reminder for the audience, always get a music attorney, not your friend. Exactly, real an entertainment lawyer. Not, not your, you know, real estate lawyer or not your, you know, accident lawyer or an entertainment lawyer. It's very different. Very, very different. Even if you think you're saving money in the short term by working with a family. Yeah. Or you've known that person for a while. Like, actually, I had a deal with another artist going and the person I was working with. They said they had an attorney, they got the attorney and they blew the deal because they didn't know. Yeah. They didn't know what they were doing initially. They tried to act like they know what they were doing. They thought they I mean, of course, you you know the terminology, but you don't you don't even know like how to put it together. Like even with the percentages, the percentage that the lawyer was even asking for on our side, I was even like, no, like, no, that's 
that's, I, I mean, I get it. I don't know too much, but I know that those numbers are wrong. And if I was that person on the other end, I'm not going to agree on that. So yeah, that's right. So we're, we're, we're there with that. Yeah. And so the audience knows a standard industry commission for a music attorney is 5% mm-hmm. or of course it's going to be hourly, which can range from $300 an hour to probably like $1,500 an hour. If yeah. Depending on, depending on the attorney. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And last question for real. Um, do you have a booking agent? A booking agent. Yes, I do. That Very my cool. booking agent, he goes out, he looks for business as well. It's not just sit and wait for them to call you. Yep. You got to go out and market your artists. You got to go out and, Hey, listen, I got this girl here. This is, this is her portfolio. They he's, and he's really good at what he does. Like I okay. see him tap into markets like St. Martin, like internationally, Paris, nice. Martinique, like London. Like I see him tap into, and he goes to them. He goes to yeah. them. He shows them the numbers. He shows them the stats. This is what she has. These are the numbers that she could potentially pull in. If you book her, like you can't wait for your phone to ring. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, thanks for like noticing that because honestly, like I talk with artists and they're like, well, I just want to surprise people like Beyonce. I'm like, you're, she's been doing it for decades. You're not there yet. Like. You need, you need to build ways it up. to get up to where she's into, and she, and everything that I'm talking about, she's done it too. We we all go exactly. through that cycle. I mean, it's it's not easy. I mean, I get it. Like some people, you know what I find funny that artists that just just now blow up, where they're like, oh, this artist just came out of nowhere. This artist probably put in ten years of work, and you just yeah. didn't notice them until now, but they've been here. They've mm-hmm. been doing this. You just di- you just didn't know them. So when they come out on the scene and they're blowing up and they're going up, it, it didn't happen overnight. I tell you that it's it, it took some work that maybe you didn't see. So a hundred percent, absolutely. Um, well, Melly, where can folks find you? Um, they can find me on Melly Sings Music, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. There's a new threads going on right now. It's Melly Sings Music. M-E-L-L-Y-S-I-N-G-S-M-U-S-I-C Music. Melly Sings Music. Love it. I know you're getting your website together. Yeah. Do you have that URL? It's MellySingsMusic.com. You got to keep everything easy. So hey, remember your name. <laughs> Rep- being repetitive is what's going to keep people remembering you. So hundred percent. Well, Melly, thank you so much for your time and your insight tonight. I really deeply appreciate thank it. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. This was a very insightful interview. I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to read your book, educate myself more. And yeah, I'll let you know how the, the, the festival goes. We'll talk. Yes. I want to see that Barbie content. Definitely. I got you on that. <laughs> Amazing. Um, We'll have a great session tonight and uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Definitely have an awesome night. Have an awesome night. Thank you so much, Emily. You too. So that's a wrap for this episode of how to build a sustainable music career and collect all revenue revenue streams. Thanks again to my amazing guest, Melly Sings. And our next episode is going to be live from the UK. So stay tuned for our live UK podcast tour. Super excited about that. And we'll catch you then.